Jackson, I can't believe it. It is our 100th episode of Ian Hates Music. Damn, it has been a while. It's been a while. So Jackson, how about this? How about we only mention it here that it's the 100th episode and then do a two-hour-plus show and then not mention it all there? Almost like we completely forgot that it was the 100th episode, but then re-recorded this intro part (laughs) to put it on like we didn't forget. That is the best diabolical genius plan I've heard you come up with all year. I thought so, because then it's like, okay, well, we're not making a big deal that it's the 100th episode. But then we make sure people know that, of course, we didn't forget. There you go. That's a good mindset to have. I think so, too, man. All right. Let's get to the show, then. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Jackson. Jackson, how did your day go today? You know what? It was actually really boring. Really? (laughs) Yeah, that's about it. I did a lot of studying and listening to music. What were you studying? I'm studying to pass another test uh, for insurance to sell to home and cars now. Right now, I'm just doing life and health. Oh, That was the last test I passed. I thought you were talking about STD tests. I was like, can't study for that, Jackson. (laughs) Why the hell not? I'm oh, I was just hoping you were smart enough in the first place. You know, that's how you pass that <laughs> test. <laughs> oh, Ian. Well, look, I spent two hours in the DMV or RMV, depending on what state you're in, and I have a lot of pent up aggression. So Ooh. this is going to be a fun show. Damn, the DMV. Seriously, yeah, it's gonna man. Be fun. It was really bad. It was just like all the 80s and 90s comedians that do stand up and shit. It was just like what they talk about. <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking awful. So look, if I dig into these bands a little bit more than I should, just like pull me back a little bit, all right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? If, wait, wait. What if you take it out on me, too? Oh, that's oh, definitely shit. happening. Shut the fuck up, Jackson. <laughs> oh, no, I started. Damn it. goes. Damn it. I apologize, man. It's whatever, man. <laughs> all right, man. Well, since I have all this pent-up aggression, I think we should probably start the show. So you ready? Let's do it. Starting off today with some sad news, we've got two bands that just broke up and actually broke up on the same day. That's Let Live and Vanna. Damn it, Jackson. Tell me what you're thinking. Dude, this one really messed me up. And we've been talking about a lot of, you know, bands breaking up recently. And, you know, I hate to hear it, but these really got me, man. I'm a huge Vanna Let Live fan. Those were some of the very first bands that I got into when I first, you know, started listening to this music. So to hear that, I mean, damn, dude, it it really does suck. And these are two really energetic, crazy bands, too, that is loved by the whole entire scene. So this one not only hit me, but you can tell it hit everyone really hard. Yeah, I can say for sure 
you know, Let Live had like four full length albums. Vanna had like six full length albums with like a bunch of EPs as well. Let mm-hmm. Live is one of those bands I can definitely say one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Like every single time they put on an amazingly energetic show, like gets everyone just together and jumping right. and everything, like so much crowd participation. What I thought was strange too was Let Live is just not even touring. They're just done until yeah. they decide to get back together. Yep. And that was, I mean, I was really expecting a Let Live final tour too. And it actually would have been really cool if they both did, you know, a final tour together. Because can you imagine those two bands back to back on the same stage? That would be pretty that would funny. That insane yeah. set list. <laughs> no, I'd be with that for sure. I guess the way I feel about it is that I think Let Live has a better chance of getting back together because the way that they kind of left things, they were like, okay, well, the band just isn't, and I'm paraphrasing, but they basically, when they put out their Instagram posts and their social media stuff, it basically said their views and aims seem to have changed within the band. Right. Those things can refocus and come back together at some point. Like if they decide to take a year, yeah, you know what I mean? They realize, oh, we miss being together. We really do want to go in this direction or something like that. I think that can happen. With Mm -hmm. Vanna, though, unless I'm mistaken, I didn't really see anything personal from them saying anything other than we're just done. Yep, that's you're exactly correct. They didn't release an actual statement or anything. Um, The only thing I actually saw regarding them breaking up from a member was Davey. Yeah, he did a video on his Instagram mm-hmm. and he even started tearing up. It was really emotional. And I was like, man, it really is a shame. But he didn't go into details why he just said, you know, come out to the farewell tour. This is it. And that's I mean, the thing. I'm sure there'll yeah. probably be more speculation later. But for now, it's just, you know, we're done and that's it. But it would be a surprise if there was something eternally that was wrong because they are doing a farewell tour. So they yeah, all have no, to be true. together. Yeah, they all have to be together doing it. So... <laughs> You know, we'll see how it is. But I will say, as soon as they announce that, I got my tickets for the Boston date. Oh, hell yeah. No, I'm I'm, I'm going to the Dallas one for sure. And the Dallas one is actually going to have backwards. Yes, I will finally get to hear what backwards is like live in a small venue. Yeah, and this one's at the door, which is a really good venue. It's one of my favorite ones to go to. So I'm like super excited for it. Yeah, and you get Ghost Key with that one as well too, right? Oh yes, Ghost. I was, you know what? I was gonna start just naming bands, <laughs> like, oh, and this one's gonna be in it. But I didn't want to sound like a dumbass. I guess for my leg of the tour is the right way to say it. I get Sirens and Sailors, Ghost Key, and Crisis AD. Hey, that's a good one too. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. There, I, I always mean, look, honestly yeah. all the chopped up, you know, legs of the tour were I thought were really good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think Ghost Key is the only one that goes throughout all four legs. I think you're right. Yeah, all four legs for sure. So yeah, I think that's a really cool tour for people to see. I mean, Vanna and Let Live went through tons of changes throughout their entire careers. So it'll be interesting to see, especially what Vanna does on this final farewell tour. You know what I mean? Do they play, you know, all six albums worth? Do they cut out albums because of the changes they made? Because they went through complete drastic changes in the scene that left Mm -hmm. them from like screamo post-hardcore to hardcore. Like they went all over the place. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And, you know, and I was even just thinking right now while we're talking about it, I'm pretty sure... And please correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, I, I will. think Vanna's All Hell album yeah. was one of the first albums I reviewed on the show when I first joined because that was right after Warp Tour. You may be correct. That one I'm not going to remember. We'll have to put it out to the haters out there. Uh-oh. We'll have to see. <laughs> I know that was when Ty was still doing on-air yeah. stuff for us. So I know we all liked it. That's for sure. Yep. 
Oh, for sure, man. I it, it really does suck, and of course, let live also. It, it this just it was a bad day when they both announced it, and they weren't even at the same time. They were just like, oh shit, twenty minutes later, oh shit, yeah, right. We it's even texted strange. each other like, dude, are you seeing this shit? Yeah, two like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, sad day in the scene, but we will see how it goes. I wouldn't say either of them are completely done because you know people do tend to come back. I just see it more that Let Live has a better chance of coming back, it seems. I, I agree with you. And especially since I think, it, you know, in the eyes of most people, they're more successful maybe, you know, and they might be able to, you know, come back and still have a pretty big following, unlike Vanna. That's a possibility. It depends on where Vanna is. Obviously, they're big in Boston and the East Coast, but that doesn't normally carry you throughout the entire country. Exactly. Unless you're fucking Dropkick Murphys, which doesn't make any sense to me, but you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. So now we're going to Fire, Fiery Festival. <laughs> I think it's Fire. I, it doesn't really matter. Um, it doesn't matter. It, was a failed it doesn't festival. matter what that name is. <laughs> Exactly. It, it should be now called Failed Festival. It was a, oh. it ended up horribly wrong. I mean, we don't even really have to go too much into detail, but I know Ian has a lot to say no, about no. it due to uh, some, uh, some of the wealthy class. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll put it nice like that. If you want to know more details about this, there are tons and tons of stories on it. Like major, major news outlets are putting together timelines of what happened. I didn't even hear about this fucking thing until you know, Blink-182 pulled out of headlining it. But really, all you need to know about this is a bunch of rich people didn't get to enjoy their fucking concert. And I don't give a shit, like, whatsoever. They paid... <laughs> there is no way that normal people would have been able to fly to the Bahamas to watch, like, a three-day festival or whatever the fuck it was. There's just no way. Yeah, it was for the privileged. Let's yeah. just put it like that. So they didn't get their fucking luxury concert. Like, I don't give a shit. What do I care? And they're getting all their money back, too. So yeah. fuck them. Yeah, like, I really <laughs> don't give a shit. Fuck them. <laughs> like, I got through, like, part of it. I was like, this is so intricate. And if you really wanted to know all the ins and out of how this quote-unquote scam was happening, because I'm going to say allegedly, because some people are saying it was a total scam, some people are saying it wasn't, whatever it happens to be, I don't give a shit. It was just a bunch of rich people having their day ruined. I don't care. That's a fucking awesome way to end it, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a bunch of rich people not getting what they wanted. Boom. Yep, that's it. That's like our lives all the time, Jackson. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I will say, though, Ty did find out that I guess Seth Rogen and The Lonely Island are apparently making a movie about a failed festival, like a failed music festival. Whether the idea came already from this or they were already working on it and it was just perfect publicity timing, whatever it happens to be, who knows? Maybe that will be interesting. Yeah, we'll see about that. I mean, I do love Seth Rogen's comedy work, so I'm sure anything he writes about is going to be good. I will tell you. Sausage Party. Sure. I agree with that. But I will tell you, <laughs> Popstar was actually pretty good. I actually didn't see that one, and I did want to. If you have a chance to, it's like Spinal Tap for a comedic rapper. Okay. No, I'm definitely going to check it out. And if you say that it's good, then it has to be good because <laughs> you are the fucking movie <laughs> the guru. Tight That's right. movie critic I've ever met. That's right. It's not the most amazing movie, gotcha. but it's worth taking a shot, you know? Gotcha. So anyways, yeah, fuck them. Fuck all their stuff. They're getting their money back anyways, so who gives a shit? Boom. Next up, we've got Every Time I Die. I, 
laughing. I'm laughing because it is so funny. A band ended up kind of ripping off the low teens artwork. Mm-hmm. It's called Foster the People, right? Yeah. And obviously it's a visual, so you're going to have to look it up. But what I thought was really funny was as soon as their thing came up, and it is very similar to Low Teens. Oh, not exact. It's almost the exact same. I mean, it's so close. Even color scheme-wise, it's like, yeah. obviously, every time I die, you know, did a Twitter post. And they just did that. They did the face with the, like, hmm, like thinking, you know, with the, the fingers on the chin. And then all these other bands just replied back to them, like, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> I wish they would say something about it. I would love to see something come out of it. Yeah, I didn't see anything from Foster the People. Not at all. Of course. But who gives a shit? Once again, that's just a side story. I mean, they're not losing any money or anything. It's not really the biggest deal. It's not, think of it too this way, every time I die didn't really do a whole lot for that cover either. Yeah, it wasn't like fucking they stole like a big, you can tell was very thoughtful, creative picture. Like this is literally just the same font and color. Right. Maybe something else will come out later, but it's just a, you know, it's a who gives a shit story too, really. Yeah, I, I when I saw it, I just thought it was, you know, it was interesting, cool, you know, good to know, but that's really all there is to it. So, Ian, your favorite band, no, I'm just kidding. The Artificials have I do like them a lot, though. Drummer. You do like them a lot, and so do I. They are very nice. Now, they have officially found their drummer, and his name is Pete Hanbury. That's right. I don't know if that name rings any bells. I don't know. Not. I don't know who it is. But it looks like he's maybe even a permanent replacement, not just a you know a replacement for going on tour. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting. I think that's good. I think it's way better to get someone who's going to actually contribute to the band other than someone who's going to fill in for the tour, stop, and then they're going to have to find someone else to get chemistry with. So hopefully mm-hmm. this works out in their favor. The reason why we're reporting this is because it kind of brings an end to the story that we talked about originally, which was having their original drummer leave right before they were going on tour for the new album. Right. And it, it's really good to hear. I, you know, I'm really glad that they were able to just keep on trucking because keep on after trucking. the really good reviews that we gave about their last album and oh, now yeah. to know that, you know, there's not a you know bump in the road that couldn't be overcome. Right. It's like, all right, cool. And I still really want to see them live. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's really good to see live. A lot of bands are skipping Boston. So, <laughs> I mean, skipping I, you. I don't blame them. I don't, <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> I blame Boston. So, there whatever. You, you know, I would think that Boston would be a, a place that everyone would want to hit up, though. The problem with it, and I swear it's got to be this. I wish someone like really, really in deep with all the venues would be able to tell me this. But it really does seem like it's just way too expensive. Like Boston does not have the clubs that have any history to them. So Mm -hmm. it's just the bigger venues now and not as much the smaller ones. So it's like, why would they come in to give more money to the venue than go outside of Boston and make more money for themselves and not have to deal with it? Yeah. No, you're right about that. I I think so. Like you said, we would love to just hear an actual explanation on what the hell is going on because, you know, I I still don't know why people would want to skip Boston. That's a pretty big name city that I'm sure, you know, it's heavily populated and I'm sure it attracts a lot of people. And you get to go to them, which is always a plus for bands. I mean, because I buy merch and then I talk about it on the show, you know, (laughs) I love seeing these bands. But really, sure, I do have a lot of concerts that I go to, but there should be way, way more because if you look back at all the Ian Hates Music Conversation Editions, besides some of the main ones that I've actually had a chance to see, there are so many bands that just don't come to Boston. Man, it's a shame. I want you to see them all. (laughs) 
<laughs> you got the southern lilt to you when you do that every once in a while. I don't know why I do that, man. It just comes out. It's so weird. <laughs> it, it is very weird. That is for sure. Hey, hey, hey. Easy. Good. You pulled me back. Well done. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So another member addition we have here was Dead by April saying that Jimmy Strimmel? Strimmel? I think it's Strimmel probably. Well, Jimmy Strimmel is officially going to take over the Unclean Vocals for this tour. Now, we don't know officially if that's like their permanent switch, but at least for the tour, they've announced that, you know, they are going to have someone fill in for that. So there you go. It's good news for them. And if people remember when we reported on the story last week, I think if I'm not mistaken, I had mentioned that Jimmy might be the replacement because Jimmy used to be their clean and unclean vocalist from the very first album. So that's pretty cool. That actually would make me even want to see them more live. And they're another band I would obviously love to see live, but they are in Sweden. So they don't get to tour that much in the U.S. Yeah, I would love to see them live too because, you know, their music just brings so much energy. I'm sure that's a really good live set. I would definitely imagine so. Who knows? Maybe they'll have a North American tour, whatever. Who knows? We shall see, sir. We shall indeed. Mm-hmm. Next story. And this one's just a quick one because I don't know what else to say about it, really. But Rise Against was going to shoot a brand new music video for The Violence, which was the single that we talked about on last week's show. And apparently the people, I guess, that were ahead of production or whatever, the people scouting or running the site where they were going to shoot, shut it down. Because they said it was too anti-government. And I guess they were filming in front of a bunch of statue heads of presidents. Yeah. And the only thing I can really say to this is, are we surprised that Rise Against is anti-government? Yeah, you would think that people are used to this. Or at least whoever it is, you know, that said that this needs to be shut down. I mean, that's they've been anti-government since they started, I'm pretty sure. For forever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 like the first thing that pops in my head when I think of Rise Against. Like I just talked about my DMV experience. After today, oh, I'm anti-government. <laughs> <laughs> just for sure. I need to shut down the show now. I just got the notice. Oh, shit. But yeah, man, I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. I think it's ridiculous that people would shut down. But also, if that's private property that they were filming on and the people didn't want them to film on their private property anymore, then... What can you do? This isn't like a radio station saying, you know, censorship or anything like that. This is private property. Didn't want them to film so they can go somewhere else and film it. Right. I, you know, I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if this was something that got shut down once they posted it on YouTube or whatever it is. But for them to not even be able to film it, I find that really weird. Dude, I think it's honestly just private property shit. Like, unless I read that story wrong, that's the only thing I get from it. It wasn't censored on YouTube. It wasn't censored on whatever place plays music videos anymore. I don't know. So (laughs) it's not censorship. The people didn't want them to film on their location. It's weird ship. Yeah, I'm sure if it had been all lovey-dovey pop bullshit, then I'm sure they would have been allowed to film there. But they were doing something that people probably thought they were going to get in trouble for. So. Oh, well. Oh, well, indeed. I'm using that word a lot today. It doesn't matter. All right, Jackson. Well, that brings us to the end of news. I guess we can go on to new. Whoa. What is this, Jackson? What's happening? You guys don't know what that means, but that is now going to mean that it's time for a little debate. Shit. I know, right, Jackson? You weren't expecting it. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) So... Another thing that happened this week, and normally we would talk about this in new songs, but I can't bring myself to do it to the fans because, believe it or not, we don't hate you guys. We want you to listen. 
we want you to have fun during the show. And I think most of you know Fallout Boy had a brand new track that was announced last week along with a brand new tour and a brand new album. Remember that, Jackson? Uh, yeah, I remember that. So like we tend to do, Jackson and I go, well, let's check out the new single. And I'm not mm-hmm. even going to say the name because <laughs> I don't want to give it any publicity. I love your approach on this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I try trying here, trying to work like things out. <laughs> I'm not going to say the name of the album. I'm not going to say the tour. And I'm not going to say the single. Understandable. So I listened to this. It physically made me sick to my stomach. Oh, shit. Jackson, what was your response? Oh, when I first heard it, you know, I'm not going to say I was surprised. Right. Okay. But I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Right. I heard it. And I've never done this with a song before unless it's like some of the best music I've ever heard. <laughs> but it was so bad that I immediately showed it to friends. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> yo, who is this? Or like, what do you think of this? You know, who know Fallout Boy? I mean, right. who doesn't know Fallout Boy? Exactly. You don't even have to like this music, but you know what Fallout Boy is supposed to sound like. You know what I mean? Sure. But now, so when I showed him this, it was just like, oh, gosh. But Jackson, apparently, though, in what you said, I almost interrupted, but you had more to say. You broke the cardinal rule. Remember now, you're not allowed to say that the music isn't the band or you're not allowed to say that the music is bad anymore. Did you know that? Uh, I did not. (laughs) Me neither. And that's what we need to talk about tonight because it's getting really fucking tiring when people are telling you what you can and cannot think when it comes to music, especially like it goes for everything but music as well. One of the big things, and we brought it up actually multiple times on the show already, people tend to go, you're hating on this song because you don't want the band to change and you want them to stay the same. And that's a negative thing. That's what people say. If you look in the comments of all the Fall Out Boy tracks and all that kind of stuff, people are going like, hey, it's not their new sound, but they're making what they want to make, and that's great, and I'm really happy because I like it or whatever because they're doing what they want to do. Are we allowed to say we don't like it when a band makes bad music? Of course. Okay, I just want to. I want to make sure. Because I think that's the difference, and I think that's what we need to talk about. There are times when a band will change their sound, and it will be different, but it will still be good. Right. This track is a hot, steaming pile of garbage (laughs) that no band should ever make. I put this on the level of Gwen Stefani. That's how bad Uh, this track is. I think it's worse than that. Really? Wow. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I I thought this was atrocious. Like, I've never... Dude, it was bad. This track makes me long for New Linkin Park. (laughs) I think I yelled out in my head. I could listen to any music I want. I think I yelled out, please, put on the New Linkin Park. That's how bad this was. (laughs) I even ran to Twitter and made a joke about it. Like, hey, can anyone find where Fall Out Boy went? Like, are they in trouble? Like, where are they? And now I don't know if this was from Fall Out Boy or not, but there was a Twitter site specifically made for the new single. And that's all the Twitter site had was, you know, every talk about the new single, the backstage interviews, like all that kind of bullshit. And they actually tweeted back to me and in all caps wrote something like, this track is awesome, okay? I just laughed out loud. I just fucking laughed out loud. I thought about doing a Twitter war, but why would I waste my fucking time? Hey, that would have gave us some looks. I don't know. Not if that's a fake site. Yeah, true. If it was actually Fall Out Boy, then sure. 
it's so incredibly bad and we're not going to play any of it because like i said we actually like people listening to the show (laughs) we care about your ears we really do we you know we try I guess that's the thing I want to talk about, Jackson. So when I look back at Fall Out Boy discography, they're actually a band that has changed from the very beginning. They really haven't had albums that are always the same. If you go all the way back to 2003 and take this to your grave, that's a very punk, pop punk type album. For sure. You go on to From Under the Cork Tree in 2005, and that's definitely poppy for sure, but there's some... You know, there's some emo, there's a little bit of screamo in there. They're mixing a bunch of things together, and they're making fucking catchy music. Exactly. They always change for the better, if you ask me. So I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that because I wasn't a huge fan of Infinity on High. Okay. I think that's when they started putting a little bit more electronics in the music. And I like some mm-hmm. stuff on that album, but there are a bunch of tracks that I don't. I think that's where they started getting really, really poppy. Yeah, no, you're right. But that's okay. That was, And that's where I'm okay saying that. That was the direction they wanted to take, and that's fine. Now, they took a way huge directional turn in 2008 when they had Fully Ado. That mm-hmm. album is completely different than those first three albums. Yes. And I got to tell you, I fucking love that album. The first eight tracks on that are so ridiculously good. Yeah. And I'm not talking about people that, you know, you're only a metalhead or something. Sure. You're not going to like Fall Out Boy. But if you have a range of music in the scene, the lyrical content, the structures of the songs, the vocals, the way they're playing, they're, like they completely changed. And it's so much for the better. Those songs are constructed so well. They're so catchy. It's a completely different band. Mm-hmm. Now, right there, you could say, oh, well, I don't like that style of music. They've changed. And that's fine. You don't have to like that. But my whole point here is that they've already changed a long time ago. They've changed a lot. This is not a change to say, oh, well, that's great. They're still doing what they want to do. So yay for them. They're making just plain bad music now. I agree. This is classified as bad music. And because it doesn't matter the genre that they switch to. I mean, it's just bad music, period. And it should be to anyone's ears almost. I would have really thought so, but I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm scared, man. I don't know what to do anymore. When I see people sticking up for them, it's a multi-million dollar band those guys will never have to work in their life if they want to and you've got people trying to be white knights for them and i don't understand why now once again i'm not a fucking douche i don't post on their message site saying fallout boy sucks now i liked it when they were whatever i'm not gonna do that and i don't understand people that do but also i don't understand people that are sticking up for them when they're making bad music and that's what they're doing it's just bad music yeah and i agree because i don't care when a band changes their sound because sometimes it's for the better but like you said earlier and you pointed out is they've always been changing yeah but they've been usually making good acceptable music this is just bad you know it doesn't matter the fact that they changed but it's the fact that they changed to something awful for i mean what the song is about three to four minutes and i would say 60 percent of it is just one very overdone sorry piece of dubstep i guess you call it i don't know (laughs) what it is like to be honest with you because i'll be honest i even sometimes like dance music but that wasn't even good in dance music's eyes like i don't know what that could ever be good in 
and this is coming from someone who liked Cold War, man. I, well, I have a, you know, I have a tolerance level that's pretty high. Like, if I hate something, it must mean I really fucking don't like it, or that it has to be really bad. And by the and way, this is that, dude. I listened to it like ten times. I'm pretty sure you said Cold War again, <laughs> dude. I, I, I bet you I keep saying it. Too. I love it though. No, I think we should continue with that. I think that's okay. fucking great. It's fucking great. You know, everyone in the audience right now is yelling like, Ian, why aren't you ripping apart Jackson for liking dance music? That's not the point of the segment. I'll get to that later. Don't worry about it. Oh. But yeah, I'm just letting hey, everyone sometimes. know. Sometimes. Yeah, it's I don't. Not that I like dance music. It's sometimes. I don't let this stuff slip. So that's all I'm telling the audience right now. But we have important right. things that we need to talk about. I like all genres. Everyone knows that. All right, Jackson, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I'll pull me back. That, now, one, that one hurt me. I couldn't even, I didn't even have the ability to pull you back after that one. That one pushed me back. That one pushed you back. <laughs> well, let me also mention too, you know, obviously I stopped at Fully Ado. I didn't talk about the rest because, you know, there are a couple tracks off of Save Rock and Roll that I think are fine. But then the rest of their stuff, they've been going on a slow downward spiral for the rest of their albums to the point where they don't even play instruments anymore. Yeah. And that's where they are now especially after what you just said about like a dubstepy EDM type bullshit, whatever. That's what yeah. they are now. And I want to use my Space Jam analogy again. I'm just wondering, is there some alien rock band that is up in space right now? They just sucked all the talent out of Fallout Boy, and now they're competing in some competition in space because this is not Fallout Boy. This is not the music that they want to make. They did not mature. They didn't do any of that stuff. This is just wrong. It's not Fallout Boy. That's the best way to put it. It doesn't matter the change again, but that's just not Fallout Boy, even with change. Or uh, you don't need a band to make this music. Or know? it's just Fallout Boy making really terrible, terrible music. And it's just hard for me to believe that because they used to have talent. And there is absolutely no talent that goes into what they're doing right now. I, I completely agree. Hashtag not my Fallout Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Those motherfuckers, yeah. And we'll probably get a lot of hate for this. I get so tired now of people standing up for bands when they don't deserve it. I never thought that Fall Out Boy would make... It hurts me to think that they make such bad music now. I completely agree with you, man. It, as a fan of Fall Out Boy, or like, let's say the Knights of Fall Out Boy, it would frustrate them or piss them off that they're doing stuff like this. You know what I mean? Because I understand backing up your band. And sometimes when you love a band so much, some things you let slide. You right. know what I mean? But when it comes to this, I would be frustrated. You know what I mean? And by the way, don't take it wrong. I'm not saying that people should complain to Fall Out Boy and say, we wish you were like you used to be. No, just don't listen to them anymore. They have made this decision to be terrible. That's what I'm fine with. I'm fine with them being terrible if that's what they want to do. I just won't listen. I stopped listening a while ago, but that does not stop it from being terrible music. I completely agree. So I'm glad we were able to get through that, Jackson. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm surprised you didn't like pull hairs or anything like that, especially after your DMV day. <laughs> that is true. I want people to understand and think about things for once. Like, you can't be so blind. I understand people not liking certain music because it's not in their genre, but you can normally tell when there's at least some talent or something associated with that stuff, even though it's not your style. It's just like us. We talk about plenty of scene news and scene new singles and stuff, but not every single band we love to talk about, not every single band we love their stuff, but we yeah. accept and we acknowledge as well that they are talented and that they're doing something that people like. 
That is not the case with what Fall Out Boy is doing now. So it is not. It's that, disrespectful to the fans, to be you know honest. And that's just what I wanted to debate because you know you and I are on the same page on this. But I know there are a lot of people out there. They're just like, oh, why do haters have to talk about bands that they don't like and stuff? That's not the case. It's not. You can't make everything black and white like that. There are different factors that you have to put into everything. It's like Donnie Darko. You can't just put everything in the love category and the fear category. There has to be something (laughs) in between. And there's the whole human existence that we have to think about. And that's what it is. I was, seriously, man, I got stomach sick listening (laughs) to that track. Man, you know, I didn't get stomach sick, but I definitely didn't enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about, you know how I like to make drops for things and play weird sounds at times to joke around? I can't bring myself to make any sound bites from that track. Yeah, this is just a song that we need to pretend never happened, basically. Exactly, and that's what we're going to do. So, debate is over. We're all good. Jackson, how about we move on to new songs? Let's do it, man. So speaking of sound change, we got 100th releasing their new song, Neurotic. Now, also with this song, they also said that they're going to be releasing a new album called Rare, and that's going to come out June 16th on Hopeless Records. All right, let's take a listen, then we'll talk about it. So a lot different. Very different, yeah. No unclean vocals, a really atmospheric sound to it. Yep. Once again, this is a complete change for 100th, but I'm not against it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see what they're doing with it, and I want to see where they go. The only thing that's a little stranger to me is the vocals seem very muddled and lost in the background. Yeah, that was honestly my only issue with it, too, because you just you can't get enough of it. And I really liked the way the song sounded. I really enjoyed it. And I didn't think I was. You know, when I, at first it was kind of like, like I, I felt like I was trying something I've never tried before. Like I was listening to it and I was like, man, do I like this? And then I kept listening to it and playing it over and over. And I was like, you know what? I actually really do like this. And I just kept playing it over and over. Like this is probably the most played single I have on our single list. No way. Really? Because it's like, yeah, like wow. for real. And, it, and it's not because I think it's the best, but it's like, it's really hard to really determine what this is, like what 100th has given us to me. Sure. And I, you know, finally I determined that, hey, you know what? I really like this and I'm super excited for Rare because, I, I, but like you said, though, that was my only issue with it. Right. Is that the vocals are really in the background kind of, and he has really good vocals. Oh yeah, of course. So I wish they would stand out more, but whatever, it's, it's like a vibe kind of sound. So I get it. Yeah. I want to see where they go with it. I think this is a good track. I just want to see where they go. I think that's the only thing. So we'll have to wait until June. But once that comes around, we'll talk about more of the album. Hell yeah, man. Moving on to the 68, we've got The Workers Are Few and their new album, Two Parts Vipers, 
comes out on June 2nd as well, right? Yes, sir. Let's take a listen. You know, they always remind me of like an old school rock band. <laughs> yeah, same here. I like that track. I want to see them live still. I haven't had a chance to yet. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But I like that track. I like that single. I Once again, this is another one where it's an interesting enough single to say I'm looking forward to the next album. Yep, same here. Uh, I really like the last single that we reviewed and now this one too. So it looks like it's going to be a good one. I agree, man. And now we got Blink-182 releasing their new single, 6x8. And this is also this is on their deluxe edition thing they're doing from California. Right. And it, this is going to be released May 19th, you know, the whole deluxe package. Ian, play that shit, buddy. By the way, it's funny that it's 6-8 after we were talking about 68. You get it? Because it's like Ooh, the same. I didn't, Whoa. Ooh. hey oh. Okay. I know, right? Look at that. Ian notices. <laughs> Ian loves noticing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. What do you think, Jackson? Well, I'll tell you what. This is my favorite song of California. Oh, damn. Yeah, because, I mean, I remember we weren't, like, too stoked on California, you know. Right. We were kind of in between. Yeah. Like, it was a pretty good Blink-182 album, but it wasn't, like, you know, special. And this, to me, was, you know, as different as you can get with Blink-182 without being way out there. So, And I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was good. It's one of those, what I guess you would call the softer of the Blink tracks, just based on mood and tone. Mm-hmm. But then you almost have unclean vocals in there, too, which is kind of funny. Yeah, and, and that part, I you know, it was a big shock. And it was like, damn, you know what? It actually works. And, you know, the lyrics are like a lot like darker. Yes. You know, it's not like the usual topic that Blink-182 covers, especially throughout California. Right. They're going to put out basically a brand new album, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't there like 11 or 12 new tracks that are coming with the deluxe edition? It's it's a B-side. Yeah. So it could be a whole new tone throughout the entire thing. So who even knows? Yep. Who knows? So we'll check it out. Of course, you know? Of course. That's what we do. Next up, we've got Broadside announcing that they've got their new album, Paradise, coming out June 16th on Victory Records. They have a new track called Puzzle Pieces. Let's take a listen. 
I love that track, man. Yeah, me too. And I'm not a huge Broadside fan, to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. You should be. Oh, shit. Dude, their first... Oh, so you like their previous stuff Yeah, too? their first full-length album is so fucking catchy and has actual meaningful lyrics. Like, I thought they did a great <laughs> job. So this one, it looks like they're going the same direction, but maybe a little bit more aggressive. And I'm happy about that. Sweet. Yeah, they're Damn, also very well, good live, too. Look at them, then. Yeah, if you have a chance to see them live, you should also do that. Well, alrighty. There you go. I can't say enough good things about it, so let's wait for the new album, because we'll definitely be talking about it. Hell yeah, man. So Acacia Strain released their new song. What? I don't know. I always say Acacia. (laughs) You're probably right. The Acacia, 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 (laughs) Acacia Strain has released their new single, Big Sleep, and this is another song that's going to be on Grave Blue which is coming out june 30th on rise records ian play that shit hold on jackson you went a little metallic there on the actual name of the album so instead of redoing it i'm just gonna say it was grave bloom that's it let's do it I was headbanging the whole time, Jackson. (laughs) No, I know. (laughs) Couldn't help myself. I'm still interested in seeing what this new album is like. I like this track as well. It's the same thing as before. It's like, I really love the music, but sometimes the vocals don't work for me as much. Ah, man, you're not going to like my review then. I hated this song. What? To me, it was just so boring. How can you be bored when your head's banging? Well, I, <laughs> I don't know. It's just It was just boring to me. And I'll be honest with you, I was even kind of tapping my feet while I was going on. <laughs> but it's like, that's how it is throughout the whole entire thing. And there's like, there's no change in it to me. It's just the same thing throughout the whole entire song. I like the other track, you know, the one we talked about last episode, right, right. way better than this one. Okay. Well, I guess that leads us to have to figure out what's going to be on the full length album when they come out. Because, yeah, maybe it's more like this one maybe it's more like the other who knows might be a mix oh you know what i'm gonna say about it you son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) next up we've got pivris with heaven their forthcoming album all we know of heaven all we (laughs) need of hell are they ripping up bring me the horizon yeah when i heard it that was the first thing i thought check that out (laughs) oh fuck all right well let's give it a listen the new album is coming out august 4th on rise records Man, 
I was headbanging the whole time. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I figured by playing Pivris, we were doing our part to be more like alternative press. There you go. We, we did our part. Yeah, there we go. Now there's no difference between us and alternative press. <laughs> Damn it. Did we just sell out without even knowing it? Son of a bitch. No, if people Damn. knew some of the tracks we weren't playing. Like, if we had sucked the dick of Fallout Boy, then oh, we would yeah. have been alternative press. Yep. That saved us. <laughs> that did. Allegedly, by the way. Allegedly. We didn't even play that shit. No. But here's the deal. Pivris is still in our scene, technically. And I've seen them live. They play with Bring Me the Horizon. And they did a really, really great job. They kind of rock it up when you see them live, depending on who they're with. Plus, right. her voice is fucking great. Like, they're a good band. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't think it was that bad. No, it's and not again, bad. I could yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's not bad. Uh, it's not exactly, you know, our type. But, you know, we recognize the talent when we see it. Yeah. And I thought it was, you know, I could enjoy it. I don't know if it's something that I'm going to be constantly jamming. But it's not like you put it on and I'm like, get that alternative shit off. You know? <laughs> right. It's more like, once again, I think this falls in that category of, hey, maybe you have a nice lady friend over. Maybe you have Ooh. a significant other and you go, hey, Alexa, play a little Pivris. Oh, my God. And then, you know, it's like gets hot and heavy, you know, gets a little sexy in there. Who knows? No, fuck Samsung. What? I'm just kidding. Alexa's Amazon. I know. I'm fucking with you. You're a son of a bitch. I'm a son. That's like the fourth time you've called me. I know. Me that's that, my. You must really hate me today. No. Every show I'm picking one thing to say over and over again. That's the thing today. Okay. It's a new and thing today, I'm working on. The word of the day is yeah. It's son my new. It's my new. How will bit. I utilize it by using it on Jackson every time I can? Yep, exactly. And then after that, we have Bad Wolves releasing their new song "Learn to Live." So yeah, yeah. See what you got, man. Play it for the fans. Bam. Learn to fucking live, Jackson. Now we're at the better part of the singles. <laughs> yes. Did you know this band before? I did not. This is the first time I've ever heard of them, and I'm glad this was the first song I started off with, because so far I fucking love it. Same with me, man. Apparently, I guess you would call them a super group, because they have members of Divine Heresy, God Forbid, Devil Driver, and For the Fallen Dreams. Damn. So... I'm looking forward to hearing if they continue, if they've got a new album, whatever it happens to be. Because, yes, mm -hmm. I definitely like that single. Yeah, same here. I'm really excited to see that they're releasing something. Because if it's like this, man, you know, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think we'd have a good time reviewing it for sure. For sure. All right, man. We're on probably my favorite. Of course. It is a little band known as Motionless and White. They released 
I guess technically, would this be the fourth track on the album? Yes. Because they are counting 570, right? Yes, they are. Okay. So this track is called Rats. And once again, as we'll talk about later on too, Graveyard Shift comes out this Friday, May 5th on Roadrunner Records. So let's take a listen. Fuck, I wanted to leave that on. <laughs> Are we going to be the show that's going to say something bad about Motionless and White? I have a feeling you want to. No. Okay, because I know you didn't like the last track. At first. Oh, oh, and I never told everybody. I told you, but after a lot of speculation and <laughs> listening to it more, I did end up liking the song <laughs> loud actually a lot. Okay. Well, here's the thing about Motionless and White, and I wonder someday if I'm just going to accept my goth roots. I think... I just have to do that at some point. Like, I have to start, you know, doing the fucking crazy hair and <laughs> just, I already almost dress all in black anyway, so just got to work on that. But Paint your neck black. Paint it black? Yeah, paint your whole neck black. That's, I see so many people doing that at really? most white concerts. Wow. Okay. I had no idea. But look, I just, really? it sounds so much like Marilyn Manson, but they had done that before and I know what they want to do. And once again, they're doing what they want to do, and I fucking love this. I know it's different. I know it does kind of lean more on that whole goth industrial almost while mixing it with the metalcore. But, dude, when you fucking say a line, like one of my favorite lines of all time, which is shut your mouth before I fuck it, I fuck <laughs> it's fucking great. I don't care. That line, if you don't want to punch someone in the face for saying it, like, it's just great. It's just great. I agree with you, man. And, you know, I really like what they're doing with this album so far because they've released Creatures type and uh, Infamous. Really, uh, they've released Reincarnate kind of songs. They've released Infamous types. What is Infamous, yep. you know, type songs. They've done it all. Right. And, you know, it's working perfect for them. And, and I love it. Yeah, man. Look, I have that nasty special edition coming in the mail. I'm hoping it oh, arrives shit. here tomorrow or something. Hopefully, maybe like a day early or something would be awesome. I am not going to say anything bad about Motionless and White. I played this song over and over again. Of course you did. I had to. <laughs> hey, Friday, we'll have the whole thing. This Friday is going to be a really, really good no, uh, it's very true. For, uh, for albums. True. Well, save it for later. We'll definitely talk about it. Yes, sir. All right, man. Moving on. So next up, we got Wednesday 13 releasing their second song off their new Condolences album, which is on June 2nd, by the way. And this one's called Blood Sick. Ian, play it. 
How are they so fucking catchy all the time? I agree, man. I, I really like this track. Me too, man. I think we're really going to like that album. It's funny to play them next to each other as well because that kind of continues with the more goth type music mm-hmm. or the horror punk or whatever you want to call it. And yeah, it's just a really fun tune. I mean, they're talking about drinking people's blood. I mean, that's what they're yeah. doing, but they make it in a fucking catchy way. Yeah. And it's like, and it's a totally different take from their last song too. The the one of the the night brings, I think it's called. Yes. What the night brings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're two totally different songs, totally different genres, but they're both so damn catchy and just so good. Yeah. Now I'm really looking forward to this album. I think June second is shaping up to be a pretty good week. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I really liked it. Hell yeah, man. Who wouldn't? People. The same people who like the new Fall Out Boy song. Oh no. <laughs> We did save an awesome track for last. Oh, yeah. We've got the New Wage War. This is their second single from the just-announced album Deadweight coming out August 4th on Fearless Records. Here's Don't Let Me Fade Away. Jackson, dude, fucking a man. That's my favorite part of this whole entire episode, and I'm not <laughs> joking. I fell in love with that shit. Now I like it a lot too. My only criticism is oh, that no, the lyrics are a little cliche. You okay, know it's I'll true. You know it's true. I thought you were gonna say something worse. I'll take it. No, it's fine. I think my take on this is that even though I'm a fan of the switch over to the clean vocals, Wage War doesn't do that that often. And I think people will probably start worrying because, look, like I said, the album doesn't come out till August. So there's still plenty of time for more singles as well. If people start to see them going down that road, I think they'll start getting worried. I personally will be fine with that, but that's just what I see. Yeah, I could see that, you know, especially like the the big metal fans who like Wage War just because of that. Right. But at the same time, I see a lot of people also liking that direction. I, for one, am for it. Right. I enjoyed the hell out of the, you know, the clean vocals and the unclean vocals because the unclean vocals were still just as heavy or even heavier than their other type of unclean vocals from Blueprints. So as long as they keep that balance the way they did in this song and the way they did it in Stitch, I'm totally fine with it and I love it. I think that's a good way to look at it too. Yeah, of course I like this. 
It's wage war. It's good music. Yeah, of course. Do? Absolutely. So we just have a long time to wait for this album. Yeah, it, it really is a shame. But that is my birthday month, so I'll probably get the package for me. Sounds good, man. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of new songs. So, Jackson, I think it's time for us to go to our normally favorite part of the show. Normally, yes. Let's get to reviews. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right. So, guys, we had a lot of trouble this week. We're not going to lie yeah. to you. We never, we actually never do lie to you. So, you know more about <laughs> us personally than probably any other show you would because we're always yep. very upfront and honest with everybody. So, this time for new album reviews, we've split these up into two sections. And the first section we're going to call We Wasted Our Time, But We Won't Waste Yours. <laughs> So we might have to think of a catchier title. But for this, we're going to talk about a very, very briefly talk about some albums that we listen to, but we really don't think it's worth it. But if you want to give it a chance, all the best to you. Yep. All the best to you. Good, good luck with it. I'll put it like that. <laughs> right. So first off, All That Remains, Madness, Razor and Tie Records. This is all I can say for them. They don't know who they are anymore. They just don't. My example for this album is Trail Mix. This album <laughs> is Trail Mix. There's a whole bunch of shit in it that you won't like and won't eat, but every once in a while, you'll find an M&M, but they're few and far between, <laughs> and you'd be better off going to buy a bag of M&Ms and just fucking eating those. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way you could have put it, man, because that's exactly what it was. Like There was maybe a part or two that I enjoyed about this album, and it wasn't a... I don't mean like enjoy a song or two. I mean like a part right or two you know what i mean yeah but like that was it and you know i just couldn't enjoy this album as a whole no. uh i did like the thunder rolls cover at the end though and i know fuck Ian did not even you elaborate it's the last track on the album and it specifically says thunder rolls and says cover so i go well i don't know what that song is so let me look it up and it's a fucking garth brooks song that's a classic man Are you saying you like that song? <laughs> Dude, that was very rude, actually. It was rude. major offense to that, <laughs> and I think you owe me a very well-scripted, long apology. Go ahead, start now. I want every single one of you to know that I am truly sorry from the bottom of my heart. I am so sorry. Sorry that you're a little bitch. Wow. I, I don't know what to expect from you anymore, Ian. You're just a, a very hurtful person. The critics and comments, the press and the nonsense, the fans who feel cheated, and then you like damage the people who left me and want to wipe in this fucking I'm done, I've got one thing to say. I apologize, Jackson. Now you Jackson. took it too far. Oh, fuck off. You, you just ruined my <laughs> bit. Didn't you hear me? I said I apologize, Jackson. That was <laughs> that was my one thing to say. Oh, Jackson. Well, I don't take it. Oh, well, that's not nice. That's rude. I think you owe me apology. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have a list of uh, 
of bad people that I can just play for you. So I'm just going to say, no, I do not apologize, Ian. Oh, man. I don't know how we're going to do the rest of the show now. Shit. I feel hurt and abused. No, you don't. I do. No, you don't. You can give three shits about what I think. I don't know, man. I'm feeling really, really sad right now. No, you're not. After the day I had, I did not need my feelings hurt like this. You poor soul. Are you okay, Ian? I don't know, Jackson. Been going through so much lately, and... For you to make me listen to all that remains. <laughs> this was supposed to be your escape, and I ruined it for you. Yes, you did. All right, are we so done? Sorry. We've actually talked about this way too much. Yeah, no, I agree. Next up, we have He is Legend with Few on Spine Farm Records. And look, I don't even have anything bad to say about this. It's just, it's straightforward Southern rock. And if that's what you like, that's fine. Yeah. To me, it deserves to be on the radio. So I don't really want to continue listening to it. It's not that they're not talented and stuff. It's just not our style. Yeah. I mean, it, it's Southern rock, man. That's really all it is. Like you said, it should be on radio station. It's just not for us at all. Exactly. And last on this list, we've got Restless Streets together ep and it's an independent release look this is completely different from the album sincerely in 2013 i heard twin flame and it almost made me throw up Uh, if this was like the music they released back in 2013 i'd understand how they only sell 200 copies (laughs) and really the last thing i have to say about this is long live in vogue records long live in vogue records man this thing was garbaggio I tried it. It sucked. Honestly, you know, I would say, you know, we're trying to do the whole, we wasted our time. You can go ahead and waste yours, but I wouldn't even attempt to listen to this, man. It was awful. I was listening to it and it was just passing by and I was like, what is this mess? It was odd to me out of the three albums we just named. This is the worst one. Yeah, seriously. Just listen to that track Twin Flame. Just the first like 15 seconds. And if you don't laugh out loud, you you don't get it. That's how bad then it was. Then you probably like the Fall Out Boy single. Yeah, that's actually a possibility. I literally texted Jackson as I was listening to it and said, Restless Streets Blow. <laughs> that was it. So, all right. We're all done with that. So now we're going on to our regular album review segment. But even these, I think, are going to be a little brief this week. Yeah, they, they really are. And it's a shame. So first up, we've got Newfound Glory Makes Me Sick on Hopeless Records. Jackson, what'd you think? You know, this was one of the better albums that released this past Friday. Like, <laughs> man, I, I, you know, I kind of feel bad about, you know, the album reviews I'm about to give because <laughs> I, I can go ahead and say, yes, I enjoyed this album, but not too much, man. You know, I listened to it. It's just not what I used to get from Newfound Glory. I don't know if it's because either, you know, my taste for music has changed. I don't know what it is, but I just couldn't enjoy it fully, you know, song after song. It just, you know, it was fun and it was kind of happy. But I mean, that was about it. Well, yeah, here's the thing to say about them. They've been doing it for 20 years. It sounds like Newfound Glory. It is Newfound Glory. But I think in general with this album, the people that are really going to love it are the Newfound Glory diehards. I think what's going to happen from this, their best case scenario, is they're going to pick up new people that are going to go, oh, 
possibly, and they'd have to be like 14 years old or something, but they'd be like, I've never heard of Newfound Glory before. Let me check out their other stuff. And when they do that, they're going to be like, wow, that's fucking great. Because that's what's going to happen. Like, this isn't a bad album, but you are never going to go, hey, instead of Catalyst, let's put on Makes Me Sick. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just not going to happen. So... The hope is that they would get new fans out of this album that would check out the rest of their stuff. But I don't think that if they go on tour that they're going to play many of these tracks. I completely agree. And again, this was just fun for them. You know, it's it's why stop making music because you don't think you're that good anymore. And they're still good. Out of- like, that's the thing. I didn't hate anything about this. It's good. It's just, is right. it going to stick with you like old Newfound Glory is going to stick with you? Like, come on, Jordan's voice, he must be immortal because he still sounds now like he did 20 years ago. That was another thing I was going to point out now. The vocals, it's like the exact same thing. And, you know, much respect to him for doing that because if you've been doing this for 20 years, man, you are bound to expect change. You're bound to expect change from, you know, five to 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. So that's the thing. We're not saying anything bad about it. It's just you got to be honest with yourself. You know, this isn't going to rock your world and change your mind on pop punk. It's a good pop punk album. You're going to go back and listen to old Newfound Glory. Yes. If you want your Newfound Glory fix, I doubt people are going to turn to this album and say, this is what I was you know, expecting. Right. And they're not going to turn it off if it comes on. Exactly. That's the most passive aggressive way we can come at this. <laughs> well, no, album. I don't even think we're being aggressive. We're just saying that's, right. that's the statement. So, Jackson, what track would you play from this? Oh my God, I forgot the name. It's the first one. It's it's your jokes aren't funny. I'm pretty yeah. sure, and yep. I dedicate it to you. Oh, <laughs> that's super sweet and super dickish at the same time. I was gonna tell you like, hey, let me pick the song for this album, but then it wouldn't be natural or funny. True. I was gonna wait like, oh, I'm well, crossing my fingers. I hope he picks me. Don't worry, buddy. It's still not funny. So. Oh, oh turn around's fair play. All right, here we go. If my jokes aren't funny anymore, you're still the fool you used to be. Oh, okay. Oh, buy him. Okay. Got him. That's a good one. Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so once again, that's Newfound Glory makes me sick on Hopeless Records. And next up, we have Artificial Language releasing their new album, The Observer. And this was a self-released album, by the way. So kudos to them. Absolutely. Yeah. It's Ian, a, what did you think? It's their debut album, too. Oh, yeah, that, that's true. So if anyone hasn't heard of them, this is a new band for me as well. I would say they're on that progressive metal slash progressive rock area. Even though this one may not completely stick with you right away, I think with more listens, you'll really get into it. Their vocalist is amazing with the range he has. I mean, at one point, he sounded like the singer from The Muse. At another point, he sounded like System of a Down. You can just start naming bands. And at different points in the album, he was sounding like them. It was kind yeah, of crazy. I completely agree. Yeah, the the whole like his vocal range throughout the whole entire album was definitely the highlight of it. Because I think that if they had another vocalist in, 
this would be a pretty boring album. And that's really my complaint with it. I think it would be a lot better if they tried a different, you know, how they perceive themselves or maybe like a, you know, maybe new band members. But then again, I don't want to say, you know, get rid of your band members, man. You're the only good one. Well, see, I but, can't agree with that know, either, to though. To me, the only highlight was the vocals. I certainly don't agree with that because I think the vocals are probably the biggest highlight. But then also their guitarists are fucking nuts. They have endlessly technical riffs in this. And that's why I wouldn't, you know, put anyone down on this. I think, and to be quite honest about this too, what I like about this group is normally my issue with prog rock and prog metal bands is that they tend to turn into jam bands. Like they'll do seven to nine minute tracks where they're just playing instruments and there's no vocals or they'll, you know, they just go off and do whatever and it's not focused and it's all over the place. And that's when I get bored. All these tracks are under four minutes or so, and they are very focused and on point. So that's why I don't find this boring, because I find the other types of prog rock and prog metal boring. Well, then it's definitely just me then. <laughs> it is. It is. So I would say that definitely the vocals are catchy, too. I think it's well written. I think it makes everything interesting. So I would definitely check this band out. I figure a good track to play for everyone is, I believe, their first single, which was The Silver Chord. See, I think that's a really good example right there, too. If you notice that whole piano and guitar solo part that they were doing, in a different band, they would have continued that on for two minutes and then came back. Yeah, you're right. That's just kind of the way I look at it. So I really do think people should check this album out, especially if you're a fan of that style of music, because there is a lot of talent here. But also, in Jackson's case, I can understand why it might not stick to him as much. Yeah, it just doesn't stick. But... You know, I, I respect it, you know. So once again, that's Artificial Language, The Observer, and that's an independent release. Next up, we've got Daisy Head, In Case You Missed It, on No Sleep Records. Jackson, what do you think of this one? This was probably my favorite release out of all the albums so far. To me, it's just very, very catchy, very mellow. I can't really pinpoint what kind of genre it is. I mean, it's kind of like a mix of like punk, but at the same time, it's kind of got like vibes to it, you know? Yeah, I have it as like almost an emo punk, alt rock, light post hardcore mix. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a lot of fucking. <laughs> yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, it, it, it's really hard to tell what this is, but 
it was just, I guess it was maybe different to me. And that's why it appealed to me so much. Sure. Because I really, really enjoyed it. See, I guess that's where we kind of switch a little bit, where I thought they definitely had some catchy tracks for sure. But for me, I don't know what it was. I just didn't connect to it as much. And I don't really know why. It was like the tracks were passing by. And I was like, oh, that was fine. You know what I mean? I can understand it. And honestly, I didn't think you were going to like it anyways. (laughs) Well, I like (laughs) them live. That just goes with knowing you. I saw them live and I liked them. But also, this is their sophomore release. And I did go around to kind of see what people were thinking about and everything. And there were a bunch of people that were like, yeah, I was really disappointed in this album because, you know, it just didn't have any of the flair that they used to have in their first release. And they were saying that this was probably like their sophomore slump and that they would think that this band might disappear after this one. And I hope that's not the case. But I can also understand where someone would say something like that, too. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's definitely not a strong album. This is, you know, I enjoyed it, but this definitely wouldn't be something that would put a new band on the map. And it really is a shame. I didn't know this was their sophomore album. That actually kind of sucks because, you know, a lot of people look at the sophomore album to see like their first album of Fluke. You know what I mean? No, exactly. Yeah, look, this was certainly not a Tiger Wine album. Oh, hell no. The Tiger Wine is, oh. Yeah, it's like gosh. put the band on the map type album. This one, it's like, eh. It's there. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. I don't know if it's the flow of the album. I don't know what's missing from it. They do have some catchy tracks and everything, but... Yeah, I, I could agree with you. It, it was just, to me, the one I enjoyed the most oh, out sure. of the albums so far. Well, then what track would you like to hear? The track I would suggest for people to listen to is probably Bodies. All right. Yeah, so if that was on, I wouldn't turn it off. Yeah, that was just a good taste of what I think, you know, you would expect. Yeah, man, I agree with what you're saying. So once again, that's Daisy Head, in case you missed it, on No Sleep Records. And next up, we got Shadow of Intent releasing their album, Reclaimer. And this is another. And Ian, I'm going to let you go into details on this album because it's, uh, let's just say it's not for me. (laughs) You said independent release, right? Yes. Yeah, you cut out again, just so the audience knows. It's independent release. So yeah, yes, this is a deathcore, death metal, black metal, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Drumcore. I've never heard that one before. (laughs) I just thought of it. All right, I think we'll skip it then. Oh, okay, that's nice. (laughs) As people probably know, Jackson and I are very limited on the type of deathcore that we enjoy. So I'm not a huge fan of this album but it's more about the genre itself and i do recognize Mm -hmm. talent when i hear it there's some really great technical stuff here the drumming is on point there's some great guitar work i think they do a very good job of setting the atmosphere and mood and tone the vocalist too now here's where 
deathcore loses me a lot. I am not a big fan or really even a fan at all of the really, really low, fast growls. That is not something that I enjoy very much, but I can tell that their lead singer is doing something different with it, which is difficult and also sounds a lot better than the normal type of growling that they do. Plus, if I read about them correctly, he does not only the growling, but also the wailing screams. So to go back and forth between both of those is fucking crazy. Yeah, and I agree with you on the low growl thing. I don't know what it is, but whenever I hear a band do that, it kind of sounds cheesy to me. And I, I like really hate it. But right. other than that, his vocals were awesome to me and it's it's really just the music that i don't like you know like not their band but it's really hard for me to get into a deathcore band so you know whenever we're doing a deathcore album review i kind of feel bad (laughs) for the band because it's just never gonna be for me and it's very rare that it ever is you know what i mean no i understand that and i normally enjoy going through a deathcore album once like i'm always gonna pick out things that i enjoy but I have trouble going back and listening to them again. Yeah, that that's exactly how I feel. It, like it's kind of something because not every deathcore album sounds the same, and it can sometimes, but not usually, especially the ones that we've been reviewing. But when you first hear it, it's like, oh, this is interesting. But then you keep hearing it, and it's like you, you, I kind of start to just get lost, and it's like, and eh, you know what, you know what I felt at the very first thirty-five seconds, I don't feel that anymore. So yeah, I just wanted to point out the good parts. And if you like deathcore and you like death metal and whatnot. You're probably going to really enjoy this. I think there's definitely talent there. It just doesn't necessarily go with what we often talk about. Yeah, same here. So let's check out The Prophet's Beckoning. They actually played a track there that has a smidgen of sort of clean vocals in it. But that (laughs) is not a staple. Yeah, that is not a staple in this album. But look, all that stuff they were doing takes fucking talent. How fucking fast was he singing that? And actually pronouncing the words so that it was easier to hear what he was saying, but still doing it in a crazy way. Yeah, no, it it really is hard to do that. I can't even imagine trying to fucking do that and and they do it good but it's you know it's just not my type i guess once again that's shadow of intent reclaimer and it's an independent release all right we're gonna try and set a record with this one next up we've got terror the walls will fall pure noise records 
This was an EP. It was nine minutes and 16 seconds of hardcore punk. I like to see hardcore punk and hardcore bands live, but I don't listen to them all the time when I don't have to. Yeah, same here. It's a nine minute EP. There's nothing you can really get into in here by just listening to it by yourself. I mean, I'm sure live it's super fun, but that's about it. I mean, it was just another flyby terror EP album. So let's play Kill Em Off. Look, they've been doing it for like 15 years. They switched over to Pure Noise Records. They show that they're still doing it. Bam. There you go. (laughs) Perfect way to end it, man. So once again, that's Terror, The Walls Will Fall EP on Pure Noise Records. And last album we have is the band Tidelines releasing a self-titled Tidelines. And this is another independent release. Ian, what'd you think, bud? So I had never heard of this band before. I believe that this is also their debut album. So I think that's a good sign. It's like post-hardcore slash experimental slash a little bit progressive rock. Mm -hmm. And to me, the band sounds a little bit like Secrets and Whispers meets Artifacts Pareo meets Circa. Yeah, that's probably the best way you could say it. So I think it's a very melodic album and a very interesting album to listen to, but I wouldn't call it catchy. There's like nothing lyric-wise or anything that stands out that would get you. And I think that's what kind of hurts them in this because the vocals are done very well. Everything's done very well, but there's nothing to keep you coming back. That's exactly the same way I feel about it. This isn't the kind of album that you hear and then you just revisit it because, you know, (laughs) how much fun it is. And it really is a shame because it's actually a pretty good, you know, first album for somebody. But it's just not, you know, a standout in a sort of sense, especially when you're going for this kind of music. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to stand out. And to me, this album just doesn't do that. And it's a shame. But what are you going to do, man? Yeah, exactly. Well, let's listen to Road Less Traveled. So yeah, I just don't hear anything that really sticks to me, but everything's good about it. Yeah, that's the same way I feel about it. Also, if you're going to look up this band, they are very, very difficult to look up. 
I couldn't find their Facebook. I couldn't find anything like about them whatsoever because there are so many bands with the name Tidelines. That really sucks because whenever you're a band that's starting up, you gotta be easy to find. And if you can't, you know, find a, you know, a band that's new, you know, that's a bad sign for them. And that really does suck. They, that would be one of the main things I would work on. Yeah, Jackson, I totally agree. And that's why I wanted to warn everyone because you can't just click on Tidelines and expect it to be this band. I found them easier on Spotify, but I could not find other stuff on there. I'm not saying I have to either now. So if anyone, you can send me the links if you want to. I don't really need them now. But I found some places that like talked about this album, but none of their actual stuff to be like, oh, this band did this. I think I might have found the Facebook towards the end, but even then it doesn't have that much information or anything. So anyway, once again, that's Tidelines with Tidelines and it's an independent release. And there you go. And next week, I, I guarantee you guys, it'll be a way more uplifting album review section. Mm-hmm. We got Grayscale with Adamant, or Adamant. Man, I'm really bad at reading. <laughs> we got Kingdom of Giants, which we're really excited for, yep. releasing their new album, All the Hell You've Got to Spare. We've got Motionless and White, of course, releasing Graveyard Shift, Incendiary with Thousand Mile Stare, and At the Drive-In with Inter Alia. There you go. Well done on the Inter Alia part. Thank you, thank you. So yeah, once again, we'll see which ones we review and which ones we don't. And if anything else comes up, obviously, we will let you know. But now it is time for a concert review. If you think we're going to kiss your ass just to get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poser, wannabe writer, candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! All right, all right, all right. So I went to a couple of events this last week. The first one was seeing Sleep On It with Grayscale, Rome, and As It Is. And it was a damn good show, Jackson. Hell yeah, man. I'm so excited to go to that one. So excited. Oh my gosh. I got to get that Jesse Spano clip and just play it anytime we say that. (laughs) Sleep On It played pretty much first. There was another band on that I don't remember their name, but... I got to see Sleep On It live. They did a great job. I talked to Zach, who I did the Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition with, and he said he loved the talk and had forgotten how much fun it was. And we talked for a bit. And then I watched Grayscale, and I wasn't blown away by them. Okay. I'm looking forward to hearing the album, though. But as a performer who I hadn't heard yet, they didn't really capture me in that moment. So we'll see how it plays out on the album compared to in person. They weren't bad or anything. It just, once again, they didn't capture me like Sleep On It did. They didn't, you know, get to me the way Rome and As It Is does. So Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure how we'll feel about that album on Friday. Man, that sucks to hear. That doesn't mean that it's not going to be a good album. It's just they didn't, I don't know, maybe it was a connection with the crowd Whatever it happens to be, I just wasn't blown away. I got you. Then Rome came on, and obviously they did a fucking great job. Of course. Crowd was into it. Everyone was jumping around. What I thought was really funny, too, and you know, this doesn't count for you, Jackson, but it was funny. Have you ever seen Rome in person? I did. I saw them at Warped Tour last year. But they're on like a big stage, though, right? Right, yeah. So you never seen them in person in person? What do you mean? The lead singer? Oh, like actually meet them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I remember walking by the singer. Oh, okay. But that was about it. Like, I didn't actually meet him. 
So he's really short, right? Very short. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his I was, name is Stello, Alex Costello? Yeah, something like that. It was just, it shocked me. Because while he's on stage, he's like ruling that stage. And I'm like, <laughs> great job, man. This is awesome. And then he walked by me. I was like, wait a second. That can't be him. I'm like two feet taller than him. Yeah, dude. He's like my size or shorter. I think he's shorter. Damn. But good for, dude, I'm not even saying anything bad. It was just, it shocked me because he owns the stage. Right. And then he just happened to walk by me. I was like, oh shit. But man, they're really, really good live. Obviously, they do a very good job with all their material and everything, getting everyone involved. Just a really good job all around. Well, I'm really glad to hear that because them and as it is, I mean, holy shit. Those are some of my favorite punk bands. Yeah. And Rome, man, I just fucking love them. And, I, you know, after seeing them at Warp Tour, it was kind of harder to, to really get the full effect because they were like, I was I was in like a weird position to see them. It was really oh, sure. weird. But I know at the place that I'm going to this time, I can actually really be like right there. Nice. And I know it's going to be badass. Well, I'll tell you, man, as it is, Patty is a fucking rock star, man. Isn't he, dude? Oh, fuck. He yeah. really is. And look, I got to tell you, man, they fucking ripped it up. They killed it. And it just felt good to see a pure pop punk band. Do you know how long it's been since I saw the members of a pop punk band do the flying kicks? Oh, shit. Like, I haven't seen that in fucking forever. And then they did it. And they did it multiple times. And they were getting serious air while in tight jeans. I don't get it. Like swings and everything. Yeah, I don't get how it's possible. But Patty just did a great job, and they played things throughout the entire collection. You know, when they talked a little bit, like a very tiny bit, about the new album and what it means to them, and it really is a fucking depressing album. And the way that oh, they yeah. talk about it, it's like they didn't even know what they were going on. That was their most difficult album to make, and they didn't know if they were going to do it. But because of the response to it, and it is great. Like when they played those songs live, I was super happy because that's the album that I really love from them. Same here. The, this was because I've always liked as it is, but when I heard this album, I was like, fuck, I love this punk band now. They're, that's, I mean, it's still one of my favorite releases of the year. Yeah. Probably top three, to be honest with you. For me, I'm going to split it up into genres and say that it's probably one of the best pop punk releases, like top three right. there, but I can't put it in with the other stuff. But they still did an amazing job live. Patty's voice is insane live, too. Very unique. He, he, he's got a very different vocal style. And it's just one of those ones where he can be put up there as one of the best singers in the scene right now. Oh, shit, dude. I'm so glad you're like hyping this up because I'm so excited <laughs> to go. I, mine is on the 20th, oh, I yeah, believe, yeah. or like 21st, something like that, towards the end of the month. Yep. And I'm just so excited. Well, definitely but make sure. The, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I got about one or two shows on the way there, hopefully, that I can attend to. So that'll be good. Nice. Yeah. And obviously, make sure to go say hey to Zach as well. Of course. But yeah, man. I would definitely recommend that to people. Uh, it was a lot of fun, for sure. So that was the one night. Then the next night, I went to a different emo night. I went to the original emo night that's been in, technically it's Cambridge, but it's like Boston, Cambridge, same thing, basically. And it's at a bar that has two floors. And in this one, you go in, you don't pay for it, and it's just a bar, but they're playing emo music the entire night. And that okay. is so much better than emo night Brooklyn. Because they're not making it a concert. They're not making you pay. They're not pretending like they're the ones. Like waitresses and waiters weren't walking around going, I made this music. Did you hear that? Like I'm playing. It's like I'm playing it now. You see what I mean? They 
where Emo Night Brooklyn has two people behind a keyboard and then they're lip syncing and dancing around like it's a concert, like it's them doing it. This is the way that I like it. I like just going, hanging out with friends, drinking, and listening to music. I mean, dude, they played Alexis on Fire. They played Armor for Sleep. They played Senses Fail. Like, they just went through all the bands that you would enjoy hearing on an emo night. You know what I mean? Right. And that's really refreshing to hear, too, because I believe there's one coming to Dallas soon. Yep. So you just made it, you know, like better for me to actually want to go because I was like on the fence about it. Well, I still don't know what Emo Night LA is like. I think that's still different than both of the other two. So I just think, in my opinion, at least from what I've experienced so far, the best way to do Emo Night is just have it be a regular bar. You don't pay cover. You come in, you drink with your friends, and you listen to good music. It's on in the background. You can have a conversation, but you're like, holy shit, My Chemical Romance is on, and you enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? Right. That's the way that I would want it to be, not that that bullshit DJ set, whatever. Like, I don't mind what I believe Emo Night LA does, which is has a bunch of guests. Like, they have first they have live sets. Then they have a bunch of guest DJs famous people and bands that come out and play their favorite emo music while I believe you're talking to people and stuff. Like, I don't think they pretend like, oh, this is a concert. I could be wrong. Right. But we'll see how that works out if I get to an emo night LA. Well, nice, man. So yeah, so that was my experience this week. Plus, coming up, I've got Mayday Parade on Friday, Famous Last Words on Monday, I swear there's something else coming up on like Wednesday. <laughs> and then next, next Friday, I have Say Anything and Bayside. Nice. I hope that I can go to the Famous Last Words one because that's coming to Dallas, I believe, on the 10th. So that'll be soon. Oh, nice. Okay. And I also wanted to make a quick message here because obviously we're not going through all the bands that are touring because pretty much all of them are except for Let yep. Live. But I did want to make a announcement that I did not catch before. The concert that I was originally going to coming up like next week was going to be Capture, Kingdom of Giants, My Enemies and I, and Dayseeker. Unfortunately, that entire tour has been canceled. And I guess Capture canceled it somewhere in their message when they were talking about Dingbats. And it is completely their fault. They didn't get their visas in time or whatever, didn't look into the new rules, and they fucked everybody. And I'm super pissed at them, so now I do have another reason to hate Capture. So from now on, I say we never bring them up on the show unless we're making fun of them, because they cost me my chance to see Kingdom of Giants and Dayseeker live together. Yeah, because, you know, it's one thing when you're talking about Capture and just how bad of, uh, like, the music they make. Yeah, like, really bad. Just, like, the people they are. But when it comes to this, they're also ruining it. You know, they have ruined it now for other bands. And that's when it's like, whoa, what the fuck? Now you're even ruining it for the other guys. And it's like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Now Kingdom of Giants isn't even going to have an album to do on tour. Exactly. They don't get to push the brand new album No CD release party, no anything like that. So that can hurt them, plus all the bookers, like everything that goes into making a large, a fucking large tour got completely ruined because of one band. Yep. And it's a headlining band, which is the band that needs to have all their shit together and needs to be prepared for this stuff. They're, I mean, I know it's Capture, but they're, you know, the headlining band, you know, is the one that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the band. At least they're supposed to. 
Yeah. They're the ones who treat the lower bands, you know, nicely, Quote, unquote, make sure lower. everything's in check. Because Capture should be the lowest on that set. If you said, here are the bands that would go out on tour like that, they would be the first one. They would be the opener, in my opinion. For sure. But anyways, but yeah, it's just whatever. It's just whatever, but I figured I'd make that announcement in case anyone didn't know. Because also, if you bought your ticket from the venue, they don't contact you and tell you to come get your money back. Oh, wow. Like, I would have no idea that the concert was canceled at all. (laughs) It's fucking ridiculous. It's pathetic. So anyways, quick announcement there, or long announcement there, whatever. Quick announcement, yeah, my ass. (laughs) (laughs) So are you ready to go on to Breakdown from the Past? Let's do it, man. All right, Jackson, the time is now. The time is yours. What is your breakdown from the past? My breakdown from the past is a band very near and dear to me that we have just received info on. They are no longer together, and that is Vanna. What a lazy move that was, Jackson. (laughs) Thank you, Ian. Anyways, (laughs) Ian is a... er, Oh, my God. Fuck that. I was going to say Ian is a badass band. Hell I am. I am a no, badass man. What? I am. <laughs> I am the scene, Jackson. Look, man, Vanna meant a lot to me. Well, they still do. They've always released really good music to me. Whether some albums were better than the other, I don't care if they got worse or they got better. Every single thing they released to me was just grade A. And I just loved everything they did, man. So hearing about them breaking up really did suck. But I just want everyone to be able to at least hear Digging, which is the song that got me into them you know just to, just my way of sending them off i guess we could say it i like that it's what got me into them and it's what i want other people to get into you know them for if they never have heard of van or you know anything like that all right here it is digging Nice, man. Damn, dude. Fucking shit, dude. That song is so good. That band is just so good. So I'm going to change it up, and I'm going to play the song that got me into them. Oh, sweet. Which one is it? So for me, I didn't start with Curses. I started with A New Hope. 
So I did A New Hope, then I went back to Curses, and I followed them throughout. The actual song originally that I heard for the first time that got me into the band was from A New Hope, and it's called Into Hell's Mouth We March. Nice. Yeah, see, just from those two tracks, you can see how much they changed throughout their careers. Oh, yeah. They, they definitely changed a lot. Here's Savannah, of course. But also, people need to know that the reason why, Jackson, you chose Vanna was because... Because I love Vanna so much. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the I'm reasons... Sticking to it. Yeah, I didn't specify. The reason why he had to choose them today was because... He came to the show with a breakdown from the past that I already did. Ian, you just love to throw me under the bus. Well, it he continues. Can't prove this. I don't. I, he's lying to everybody. That this is isn't not true. true. <laughs> he's not telling the truth. It is true. No fake, fake want, news. Do you want me to tell you the band name? Yeah, you can come up with a band real quick. Go oh ahead. wow! Look at you <laughs> lying. You know I don't like lying on the show. Look, anybody who listens to the show knows that I messed up. Okay. <laughs> Trust me. That is true. That is absolutely true. So I am not going to do Let Live because I don't think it's right. And then also Jackson might need a backup for next week. Oh, no, I'm doing Let Live next week. Oh, <laughs> so lazy. So hey, I'm not lazy, man. I think it's lazy. Well, someone's got to do Let Live. Yeah, in like five years. Are you assuming that this show is going to be here in five years? Yeah, you won't be, but the show will be here. Oh, damn. <laughs> that is really mean. Come on, man. How did you not expect that to be the answer once you said it? Why don't you think of the responses that are possible and what I would say? Well, I guess sometimes I just expect you to have a heart. But again, that's what I get for expecting you to be nice for any moment in time. Oh, no, Jackson. I do have a heart. I have not a, a good one. heart well ending for a breakdown oh from God. the past. Oh, what? Cut the shit. What? <laughs> I am a fucking podcasting genius. Yeah, that's right, folks. The breakdown no one from... likes to hear them boast about themselves, Ian. It's cringy. It's tacky. No, no. See, that's the thing. Everyone likes to hear me do it. It's How just... do you know? Oh, come on, man. You know I get the feedback. Whatever. You know I get that feedback. Come on, man. You got feedback last week. Rick said that you were like, Jackson doesn't give two shits about nothing this week. Yep. See? <laughs> he was calling me out on my grammar, man. <laughs> That's what he was doing. You could have taken it in a positive way, too. Yeah, I could have. 
whenever people make fun of my grammar, it's like, it's just adding to the list. <laughs> I know you like to do it too. We all know that my issue sometimes on the show is mispronouncing last names. And hating me. Oh, no, that's completely justified. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like they made that show on FX called Justified, and I thought that was about me hating you. Oh, of course. <laughs> but you, um, Ian. I'm glad that your answer was justified. <gasps> oh, that wasn't very good. Uh. <laughs> all right. We need to continue on here. <laughs> Enough with the shit. Enough with the shit. My, my breakdown from the past this week is a band called A Heartwell Ending. They had one album that came out in, I got to look it up because I forgot, 2006. And it's called Trust Us, We Lie. And this is really your regular standard emo band. There's nothing right. hugely special about them. It's just I do remember hearing them back in my MySpace days. And oh, I, com yep. I completely forgotten about them. So it just made sense that, hey, let's take a listen, you know? Let's do it. So I'm going to play. There's two R's in sorry, but one R in whore. There you go. Hey, I like it. Good choice. Yeah, man. There's some, you know, choice tracks in there. It's just they would probably be labeled on the generic side. Fuck it. But it's breakdown from the past. Exactly. And you never know. Even if you just find one track on there to put on a playlist, then that's good enough. Yep, I agree. That brings an end to breakdown from the past. It's time to end the show. Oh shit, let's do it. All right, buddy. Do that thing you do. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it so damn much. I love all of you, as always. Follow us everywhere, man. We're everywhere. Ian's so much better at those details. He'll get it to you in a second. Don't worry, man. Just know that we're here every Thursday, so come at us. And Ian's got a little surprise for you at the end, too. Ian, hit him with it. You can find all the links to support Ian Hates Music in the description of this episode. Like Jackson alluded to, there's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. All the links are there, so it's no point in me telling you because you can just follow those. It'll make things super easy. Make sure to like, share everything. Visit the website, ianhates.com. Listen to all the stuff for free. You're going to love it. And here's another thing you're going to love. Yesterday, I released the brand new Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition, and it's featuring Dana, 
the lead vocalist for the band Kingdom of Giants. We had a really great conversation about the entire history of Kingdom of Giants, even a little bit before then as well, plus going over everything about the new album, All the Hell You've Got to Spare. It's really, really a fun conversation. You're really going to enjoy it. Of course it's free, but guess what? I can tell you I have heard the brand new album. It is fucking great. You should go ahead and pre-order it because, as you know, from all the other conversation editions and us talking on the show, that first week sales are so important to a band. Plus, just like we mentioned before, with Capture ruining the whole entire tour, they aren't able to sell all the albums that they normally would in person and everything. So help this band out. They really deserve it. It's going to be one of your favorite metalcore albums of 2017. There's no doubt in my mind about that. So check it out. Check out the episode. Pre-order their album. I know you're going to enjoy it. So thank you once again to him. We will have more Ian Hates Music Conversation editions on the way later. I'm just trying to work some things out right now. So you've got that right now. So hopefully you enjoy it. Hell yeah, man. I'm fucking stoked for it too, man. That album's going to be sick. So there you go, Jackson. I think we covered everything there. Thank you to all you haters out there, all the listeners of the show. Thank you, Jackson, very much for doing the show as well. And do you have any final words for everybody? I love everybody. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to you, Yo. Oh.